Hey there, Husky Dogs. It's me, Mark Soloff, your beloved host. Uh, guess what? I've got big news energy because uh, Muff Movies Live is happening again. I don't know if you knew about the first one because uh, I didn't really announce it because I didn't know it was happening until the last minute. But Muff Movies is going to be performing live shows, six of them, in fact, on June 17th, 24th, July 1st, 8th, 15th, and 22nd, all at 3 p.m. at the Otherworld Theater at 3914 North Clark Street in Chicago. The Otherworld Theater is going to be hosting us. We're going to be doing a different Harry Potter movie every performance. Uh, and I'm going to call it Puffed Movies Series because we're doing it in conjunction with Otherworld's upcoming play, Puffs, which is a legally distinct entity from the world of Harry Potter. Um, but it's celebrating a certain house and a certain wizard school who doesn't get a lot of recognition. Anyway... We're going to be doing these shows uh, Saturdays at 3 p.m. at the Otherworld Theater. Stecco's coming back. He's coming back to Chicago to do uh, one or two shows with me. And also there's going to be a whole slew of awesome Chicago improvisers who perform with me in Portal Prov or Starship Edsel uh, who are going to be joining me in the Muffing Studio live. So please, if you can... Come on down to Otherworld Theater, June 17th, 24th, July 1st, 8th, 15th, and 22nd at 3 p.m. Check out otherworldtheater.org in the coming weeks for ticketing information. It's not up yet, but I hope it will be soon. And they spell theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. If you go to theater spelled the American way, uh, you're going to not find the page. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, in case you can't tell, I'm super excited about these live shows. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for more, my little husky dogs. Ow! Oh, hey, it's me again, Mark. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our latest Patreon patron, Mr. Bitey the Honey Badger. Thank you so much for supporting the show, Mr. Bitey. Now, Mr. Bitey has joined at the scientist level. That's $3.14 per month. And a new old reward is coming for scientists. So this is a great time to support Muffed Movies on Patreon because... Soon, I will be releasing the never-before-released episode uh, that Andy North and I did. It's E.T. It's like two hours of episode, uh, and it's the last one Andy and I ever did together uh, before he turned into a smoke cloud and disappeared forever. It's great. So, now is an awesome time to sign up as a scientist, get yourself some sweet extra episode uh, that has not been released to the public and maybe won't be released to the public might be a little exclusive. So check out patreon.com slash blasterpodcast to support Muff Movies and the world. And now, enjoy The Road Warrior Part 2 featuring special guest Dave Stecco. Welcome everybody to Muffed Movies with special guest Dave Stecco. Would you music me, music man? Can do. You know I love that hot Tatooine jizz. Kim and Danielle will not believe me. They won't believe. I keep saying what it is and they don't believe me. Figuring Dan? (laughs) Yeah, and the modal nodes. They think it is is beneath them to even Google it. (laughs) So outlandish they think that is. Jizz is real. Hashtag Jizz is real. (laughs) 
I need that bumper sticker so badly. <laughs> Jizz <Okay>. fan for life. <laughs> uh, okay. It is a time of post-apocalyptic Australianness. Mad Max, aka the Road Warrior, faces off against the deadly Lord Humongous and his army. Max tries as hard as possible to save the villagers of the oil refinery town. Will their plan pay off? Will they survive the onslaught of Lord Humongous? Or will they wind up just, just getting road rashed as the road warrior continues? What the fuck was that? I realized it. I started doing it. I didn't mean to. It's like you. It's like you went underwater, and the tones changed into a completely different form of music. I did not mean to. You need to redo that one. I did not mean for that to get so sideways on me that I couldn't keep doing it. You know what? No. (laughs) (laughs) The people deserve to hear it. Fair enough. Hey, listeners, thanks for sticking in there. (laughs) Smash cut to the highway trap. Uh Uh-oh. We see the red mohawked leather-clad, assless-chapped Wes, the uh, second-in-command of Lord Humongous's army and his marauders. Sans his sleek-bodied, golden-haired youth. Mm, A lonely Wes. Still mourning. Contemplates a life out on the highway with no one to ride bitch on his bike. It's hard. He he can still see that, that cold... Um, unobtainium boomerang <laughs> decapitating his sweet golden boy life partner. As he rides along, he sometimes just subconsciously reaches back to to pat the the taut flank, and only to find nothing behind him. Mm-hmm. He hangs his head again, his mohawk drooping in sadness. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Wes and his marauders spot Max, comma, mad, driving uh, the cab of an 18-wheeler big rig toward them. Ah, yes, Max has obtained this special rig, which is capable of hauling the sweet, sweet tanker of oil gasoline that the villagers of Gastown <laughs> need to transport. <laughs> using only their, their their few remaining gas masters to carefully blend. I I don't... I, okay. I know this is like... <laughs> you just gotta suspend your disbelief, but I don't know why gas is so fucking important to these people when obviously they're living in a desert and they need water and food. Yeah, they, they, they walked away from gunpowder, like, lickety-split. They were like, yeah, we're fine. Eh. We can leave with that. We're not gun people. We we can use arrows. Yeah, we're not like Americans. We're not gonna <laughs> die with eight guns. Yeah, 
That's true. You don't you don't ever see the scenes where these uh, these Aussie uh, post apocalyptic survivors are like like just juicing Gila monsters, <laughs> <laughs> flaying wombats for their precious liquids. <laughs> that is true. You know, I mean, I think, it, I think it's clearly implied, but uh, yeah, they there's a lot of technology in this world they were happy to walk away from, but but not gasoline not the combustion engine no fuck fuck teslas (laughs) anyway bad guys spot max in his sweet big rig wes turns to his boys and says watch this motherfuckers he drives on his cyber cycle right up next to the rig and he uses his sweet patoot gun to to shoot out one of the tires that's one (laughs) which i will continue to add to uh, all scenes going forward just (laughs) (laughs) thank you for realism's sake i forget whether wes uses the the weapon um or not but at some point in this movie there's like a five barreled sort of harpoon shooting gun yeah it's like an like a yeah it's like a air cannon mounted on a gimbal and it uh it just keeps showing up yeah it's it's like the best gun in the whole movie mm-hmm. well yeah. well lord humongous does have Ooh, this bizarre like sniper pistol weapon. Yeah, the hero's it's, gun. It's really like the Jack Nicholson pistol he pulls out of his pants to take down the bat wing. <laughs> that is true. Flap, 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 says the tire. <laughs> ding, 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 goes the bell. <laughs> <clears throat> um, lots of motorcycles and cars from post-apocalyptic goons follow in Wes's wake, and they give chase to Mad Max and his sweet rig. Uh-oh. It's like a whole squadron trying to bear down on our sweet protagonist. <laughs> they are, yeah, they are coming at him from all angles, like a pack of raptors. And... Crikey! <laughs> um, is this the fight where Wes swings the exhaust pipe at the window? Or is that later? Is that when he loses his car car? Yeah, that's later. That's Okay. So, yeah, everyone, everyone's just taking swings at this truck, knowing that it's got to be stopped. And... Ah, they're using their staple guns and shooting at it. They're throwing, like, bottle caps, like doing that snap trick that oh, that, yeah. that, that jerk in college would do at you. <laughs> Somebody's got, like, a rubber band with, like, a really tightly folded piece of paper, and they're whipping that, those things at him, and they sting. Oh. Mad Max has welts on his face and hands. <laughs> the smegma crazies are standing wet and naked on the side of the road, just whipping their wet towels at the tires. <laughs> uh... <laughs> just... Open road horseplay. <laughs> <coughs> Knock it off. Stop it. Stop it. Knock it off. And and as all this is happening uh, in the distance, Lord Lord Humongous sees like the billowing dust. He hears the, the, the screams and screeches of a thousand raptor cyclists. And and <laughs> he's played knifey spoony before. He knows how this mm-hmm. goes. Mm-hmm. Bring me the box. And uh, 
Right away, my lord! <laughs> Behold, the, the Scaramanga's golden gun! It can kill a man in one shot! And this box is ornate. Now, listen, it could never be settled, but do you believe this is a box that he just got? Or is this an actual family heirloom? Because there's a photo in the box. What? Yeah. I did not notice that. I yeah, noticed there's... the box was kind of like red velveteen lined and has an, a perfect indentation for the gun and it's accoutrement. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's kind of like a Eddie Valiant's gun from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's got like bullets that are screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, there's like a, a war medal and a little photograph of like a, a man and a, a, a presumed wife. I don't know. Um, I like that. I like that uh, environmental storytelling. Yeah. I'd like to know more. Who's the man behind the humongous? <laughs> Maybe Lord Humongous was a literal lord from, like, Great Britain. And he's like, <laughs> like I served in the Great War. And uh, <laughs> uh, my head was bathed in acid and uh, mutant juice. And now... <laughs> My only comfort is uh, looking at this picture of my my poor lost lassie and, uh, of course, shooting vehicles <laughs> with my scoped pistol. Keep a picture of me, uh, my mum in my gun box. So, yeah, he he gets it out. All the bullets start whooping and hollering in various caricatures, some of them not racially sensitive. They all leap Jeez. into the gun at his command. Woohoo! Um, and he takes, and again, this gun has a scope as long as the barrel of the gun, which is already comically long. Mm-hmm. Um, and a fool kills the driver. This is this is the art of war. Yeah. Sun Tzu said, do not shoot the truck driver when you could kill the truck. That's right. And He's so got to he, demoralize Max. <clears throat> yeah, he aims not at the uh, driver, but at the truck. And... and- he strikes true. Yeah. Kaplowski, says the Polish bullet as it rips through the grill of that Mack truck and pierces the solenoid, the trans-solenoid, <laughs> and the quads of the truck. <laughs> Both the motors id and ego pierced. <laughs> the subjunctive and the passive tense of the car <laughs> are completely frayed. The spindle begins to disanguinate, and, <laughs> and the injunctor just shrivels down <laughs> scrotally <laughs> into its vast difference engine. Uh, however, uh, inertia being the fickle bitch she is carries the truck ever onward. Inertia, the Greek goddess of <laughs> keeping on, <laughs> Carry, carries Max and his truck over the gate ah, as the Mac truck does a sweet leap <laughs> and uh, lands it safely but smokily in uh, the village proper. Followed immediately uh, by uh, a couple of uh, go-karts and, <laughs> yeah. and the the initial weird war buggy wagon it's mm-hmm. like a it's like they stripped down like the oscar meyer wiener mobile and mm-hmm. put a jet engine on it 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that vehicle also m- follows the truck in for a brief it's, pitched battle. It's like a Pinewood Derby car. <laughs> made that is real. exactly right. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's like a 1930s race car. Yeah. So these uh, three enemy vehicles also managed to hitch a ride on the the goddess Inertia's uh, <laughs> sweet. Vestal Virgin gown, and uh, they they land inside the village as well. All right, says Wes. Now we can tear up the system from within. <laughs> Let's affect change, boys. <laughs> they immediately start clamoring for another town meeting. <laughs> Wes trying to whip up votes he needs. <laughs> um. And meanwhile, <coughs> the the town folk um, desperately try to fight off these rootin' tootin' rough and tumble butt ugly mugs. Using a, a series of parliamentary maneuvers, they're able to isolate them and keep them from putting any uh, legislation for their forward on the floor. Oh, this filibuster is taking forever, says Wes, and he decides he's gonna fucking mess. The Constitution. Uh, I don't know. He's he's gonna mess with precedent, and he, he shoots Papagayo right in the leg in a non-fatal area. Oh, I'm wounded for a little bit," says Papagayo. Yeah, that was your leader, and now I'll attack your best friend. <laughs> Wes uh, clashes with Max, who handily overmasters him and chucks him to the floor. You've been beat by the best. Now taste the rest. He says, beep, 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 <laughs> Crane pelvis just starts just dripping mouth goo all over him. <laughs> um, the the uh, <clears throat> hyperacidity of Crane Pelvis's mouth goo, just so caffeinated, begins to disintegrate part of Wes's cheek. He cries out in pain and anguish and does a um, spring-heeled jack straight over <laughs> the gate. <laughs> he says in an angry, goofy call. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the remaining uh, marauders who managed to get in are, uh, are cornered uh, by parliamentary procedure and then murdered by non-parliamentary weapons. <laughs> That's not cricket, one of them says, <laughs> as he succumbs to death by snake. It's highly irregular. <laughs> Most unorthodox. <laughs> the clunky, spunky gyrocopter lands um, just as the battle concludes. Oh, did I miss out on all the fun? Says the gyro captain. Uh, he immediately salutes the old grizzled war veteran still dressed as a general. Mm, reporting for duty, it's me, a desert pervert. Hello, he winks at one of the only women in the village. I smell something that aroused my interest. <laughs> Wink! <laughs> a snake winks at him. <laughs> Max, says an old English teacher, 
uh, as a reward for uh, bringing back the rig and uh, fighting off those cads, I give you a handkerchief with five shotgun shells in it. Da-da-da-da. Max places them in his inventory. There's no more The Last of Us moment in the movie than that. Oh, my God. The villagers, they're looking at the corpses of the defeated marauders, feeling like maybe they can win this war after all. At least they're going to eat well. (laughs) Mad flesh. When suddenly (laughs) they uh, see Max sneaking toward the gate with a hobo bindle full of gasoline (laughs) over his shoulder. Now, wait a minute, Max, says Papagayo, grabbing him by the shoulder and spinning him around. Where do you think you're going? Uh, Hold on there, Uh, Mr. Mr. Mad Max, uh, Mr. Road Warrior. I think you can just uh, walk out of here with that sweet, sweet gasoline. You got another thing coming. You're just a spider is what you are. You're not even uh, a skink. I'm a herpetologist. None of your judgment affects me because I don't respect you. Oh. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> In, <laughs> into the scene swings the judgmental stare of Crane Pelvis. Now I might not, I don't want to just be the village mechanic and a guy who happened to become severely mutated during the gas wars. Due to my consumption of raw fish, which I think is a delicacy in certain regions, but happen to be tainted with mutagens. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Look, when I'm not in my crane truss, I'm slithering on the ground on my own trail of acidic mucus. But even I know that it's a real low-down snake maneuver to try to abandon villagers in our time of need. <laughs> His neck frill unfurls as he threatens Max. <laughs> Max takes a moment to clean off his face and mouth before replying. <laughs> it's all, uh... It's all well and as it is, but uh, I'm still going to leave. And uh, I realize the mistake of my ways was trying to leave with a bindle when I have a car. (laughs) Flash cut. Later, the night. A lookout on the village gate, a.k.a. just a school bus. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot be more clear. It is just a bus. Looks at one of the three locations in this movie the hill at the horizon and sees the marauders in the night sky dancing in the moonlight just like shrieking playing their war drums working on the night moves (laughs) that's right throwing darts into the legs and chests of the poor crucified villagers that still adorn their hoods. Um, You know, doing Texas two steps on skulls and uh, over it all, Lord Humongous addresses the village with his own private bullhorn that only he's allowed to use, okay? (laughs) When you're a lord, you can talk to it. You have crossed me for the last time, villagers. I, Lord Humongous, am coming for you 
In a matter of hours, when it's light out, probably, I will overtake your village. I will pull your eyes out of your skulls and eat them like tapioca pudding. Maybe I'll make a big novelty boba tea drink and use them as little boba balls. And you can pop them in your mouth. I digress. You're fucked! Meanwhile, the villagers, seeing this horrifying display on the the hilltop, they just kind of watch. I mean, like, listen, emotionally, these people died hours ago to them. (laughs) They're just like, oh, they're still attached to those cars or being strung up. There's there's no response from the villagers. This is not the provocative act that Humongous was hoping for. Um, Billy Crystal shrugs his shoulders. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Nobody's getting out of here alive. The villagers think to themselves as they all look out at each other, wishing they had made better relationships in their lives so they could hug each other, but they're just not on that good terms with each other. It's a survivor's Every- camp. <laughs> Everyone wishing, ah, oh, if only I had some sort of flying machine with which to escape. Speaking of which, we follow the camera down to the gyro captain who is hustling one of the village's three women <laughs> behind a curtain where he reveals his gyrocopter. Uh, now, um, darling, you know that I love you, <laughs> and as soon as I've saved up enough money, I'm sure we, we can get engaged. But, um, for right now, I think we should beat a discreet, discreet retreat, um, upon my sex machine. I mean, whatever, and then uh, we'll live, and we can have a million babies. Is that a tiny helicopter full of snakes? Yeah, these are just my roommates. I mean, they won't watch. You you can be safe with me. That's Gabe. That's Susan. (laughs) That's Brent. Brent's a little bit of an asshole. (laughs) And there's Flexible Pete. He's the cut-up. One of the snakes sticks its head out of an air intake and goes, (laughs) (laughs) I got a million of them. Oh, and of course, Satan, my dark lord Lucifer, <laughs> in the form of a snake, he's the one that told me to run off with you. <laughs> so we could make the beast with two bags, you know. <laughs> she looks at him with a clear lack of comprehension, asking him uh, almost emotionally for three more equivalent phrases so that she'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, just normal stuff like uh, the tumble down rumble town. <laughs> just regular things that two people who love each other do, like Bohemian Slapsody, you know, Lemony Snicklit. <laughs> or just Bob Seger's night moves. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Clear understanding dawns on her face, and she gives him an eager nod. You know, some people say it's Adam and Eve. I think of it more of Adam and Sleeve. Because <laughs> I'm into snake fucking. <laughs> Once again, a snake sticks its head out of the air intake manifold and goes... <laughs> <laughs> 
anything. We'll do anything. Um, she, after the, the third reference to the snake on the aircraft, decides that maybe it's not the best idea for her. And um, a, a young Olivia Newton-John decides that she's going to return back and, and fight or die uh, with the rest of the school faculty. The working man's Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're in a pinch, you know, like they say, if you can't be the one with the one you love, love the one you're with. Sometimes the best choice is just to not be with anyone at all <laughs> and just die alone on a dusty desert plain. Well, yeah, or if you if you have, like, your only means of escape is a very small and questionable ultralight aircraft, maybe being by yourself, handful of snakes, that's the way to go. I mean, I'm an expert at joiking it, but I was hoping for something different this time around. <laughs> Mad Max is obviously fixated on other things. I cannot overemphasize. There are not a lot of opportunities to meet young, attractive women here in the wasteland. <laughs> I've been living in a hole. <laughs> a literal hole. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, he's... He failed his charisma role, and uh, uh, Gyro Captain uh, once again struck out in the old love territory. I guess I'm having a crisis of conscience. I guess I'll stay and defend your stupid tribe or whatever if I can, you know, maybe rub up against a soft piece of rubber somewhere in this village. No promises, says Papagayo, <laughs> clapping him manfully on the shoulder. And then wincing in pain at his not at all life threatening, but just sort of irritating injury. God damn, my quad. <laughs> oh, it stings. Um, smash cut to the garage. Uh, the feral boy hangs from the rafters, Batman style, and observes Mad Max tuning up his sweet V8 interceptor's engine. You know, Max might be about to flee like a fucking coward, but he's got to make sure that everything's just fucking primo under the hoodie. You know what I'm saying? He uses that wrench that's attached to his, his jacket. Oh, yeah. I forgot he has. <laughs> he's like a member of the stage crew. Just got a <laughs> wrench hanging by a phone cord. Yeah. So uh, Chaka, the, 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 the feral child, just loads his, his, his bundle of pelts into the car you don't want to lose those pelts mm -mm. and he earned uh, them yeah and that's uh, a lot of wombats he had to squeeze out <laughs> he had to kill some of them the hard way which is to engage in a long time long time loving relationship with them slowly poison them with heavy metals so that no <laughs> one can detect it collect the insurance money and the pelt Feral boy is only seven years old, so that's a big chunk of life he had to do that. <laughs> Try finding a, a magistrate that'll marry a human and a wombat in the post-apocalyptic Melbourne. It's hard. You know, fun story. It was actually Wes. <laughs> yeah. Small world. <laughs> right? Right? He's the assless chaplain. Oh! <laughs> nice. Thank well you. played. Thank you. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. And we're out. Um, yeah, so, uh, Papagayo 
and um, one of the villagers, I'll let Dave choose who, uh, stride into the garage and they corner Max against his sweet, sweet V8. All right now, Max, it's me, Papagayo, leader of the village, and I've come with this other villager to persuade you. Uh, we really need your help. We'd love you to drive the rig, um, you know, when we all do this mass exodus and, and try to flee a certain death. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Maximilian, as Anton Chekhov taught us in the cherry orchard, man's inherent desire to save one's own self is self-affirming of his own life. However, I would encourage you to reach for that higher glass ring. Uh, by all means, stay and drive our truck uh, to almost certain death, uh, because it would work out better for us. Literature department. Max looks at both of them for a long, hard moment. Look, we had a deal. Deal's done. Fuck y'all. I'm Mad Max. I'm not nice, Max. I'm gonna drive out of here just like I drove out of the life of my wife and child. I left my wife, and she was doing way worse than you. So I'm gone. Absolutely gone. Now listen to me, Max. We've all lost wives. We've all abandoned child, childs. Everyone here in this village has. You think you're special? You think that gives you a right to become a brooding anti-hero? Well, look, you're just a fucking <laughs> lily-livered coward, if you ask me. And 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 I'm taking this. Papagayo grabs the Foster's beer from out of Max's hand. The worst thing you can do to an Australian guy who's just about to drive. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> uh, Max punches Papagayo right in his fucking cheek, and Papag- <laughs> Papagayo does a sweet spin recovery move. Woo! <laughs> the uh, the member of the litter litter. Uh... The Literary Association. <laughs> Member of the Literature Department just drops to the ground screaming, Not the face! Not the face! <laughs> Max opens his car door in a huff, and the feral boy is just fucking hanging out in there, playing his Nintendo Switch like it's a road trip. He's fully taken over Dog's bed in the back seat, which is rude. Oh, rude! Max hesitates for just a moment. It's as though he can see his own dead child. Trog? Clonklin? (laughs) Smork? Boglin? (laughs) Yeah, King Drool from the Boglins. But Max shakes it off and sees uh, the bemulleted, caveman-esque face of Pharaoh Boy. (laughs) Max grits his teeth in rage and chucks that Chaka out of his... Sweet Maraca. (laughs) (laughs) Ow! The boy's first words. Uh, Flash cut to the gate. Max, in his PT Cruiser, (laughs) rolls up and starts honking his horn. Open the (laughs) gate! Open the fucking gate, you fucks! (laughs) Uh, Gyrocopter captain uh, approaches the window. 
Mm, ma- mad one, mad one, won't you reconsider? Uh, we need you. We- you're obviously the most hardened fighting man within these territories. Uh, we need you to save us from certain doom. Uh, Benatar also walks up. I was wrong about you. You're quite cool. Please stay around. Please don't go. Remember when I put the knife to your throat and I didn't cut it? Huh? So more where that came from. <laughs> too little, too late. You fighting Kinder Egg. <laughs> Out of my way! Max says and shoves the beautiful woman to the ground. I'm Mel Gibson! <laughs> <laughs> he shouts anti-Semitic slurs yeah. as the villagers open the gate for him. Maybe you we... all know who I am. <laughs> Maybe we don't need the likes of him. Hmm. Says the herpetologist. <laughs> um, uh, Max puts on a sweet Metallica mixtape and speeds away from all of his earthly responsibilities. Uh, Wes and his marauders see Max driving away. And Been even though they're... for this moment, knowing. Yeah. Even though they're camped out and they've been told by Lord Humongous himself that they got a big battle tomorrow morning, they peel <laughs> off from the fields off and they give chase to Mad Max. Lord Humongous sees his left tenant leaving their formation and he curses that puppy... For his disobedience. He calls him a puppy. And I feel like that's something they said in Mad Max 1. I feel like somebody called someone else a puppy. That's yeah, a I mean, derogatory it's, insult. It, it, it's either indicative of a much closer relationship between Wes and Lord Humongous. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he does, like, he, he did give him, like, that loving sleeper hold earlier. Oh, right after yeah. the Golden Boys. I forgot. We did not muff that, but it it, yeah. it did happen. So maybe they're closer, and he's 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 not mad. He's disappointed, which is worse. Yeah, yeah. Wes is going to get an earful and an assful <laughs> <laughs> if he's lucky. Smash cut the highway. Um, we see Max uh, and his hypercruiser. Um, just disappearing into the horizon. But Wes is not to be deterred. He hits his vehicle's mega boosters. <laughs> and, and surprises... Nobody realized his car had a tank full of plot. <laughs> <laughs> he surprises old Max by catching up with him. Pull over, Wes says, putting on his siren. Pull the vehicle to the side of the road. Then he starts gesticulating wildly for Max to roll his window down. Uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> Max says. <laughs> I've fallen for that one before. Uh, then Wes you, uh, brandishes his secret weapon, which is like a six-foot piece of, of exhaust pipe. Yeah, it's like from, an, you know, those big, like, 18-wheelers, the huge smokestack-style exhaust pipes they have on the front of them. Yeah. He's just carrying one of those. He's got, he's got, Wes, listen, Wes, Wes uses every part of the buffalo. <laughs> this is very similar to in Mad Max 1, 
one of the bad guys throws a car's brake drum through somebody's windshield, right. probably With Goose's windshield. The just the math involved in hitting that shot. Yeah. The the brake drum shot was was amazing. And once again, we see like an unnecessary piece of a car being used as a weapon when, you know, that they have pieces of metal. They yeah. don't they don't need to be it to obviously be something from an auto parts store, but there's no shortage of rebar in their yeah. world. Um and there's rocks. And, yeah, there's rocks and also like this exhaust pipe is like chromed out mm-hmm. from the dome out. Mm-hmm. It is it is it it, it it wasn't filmed, but I'd be willing to believe there was a scene where that six foot length of pipe was pulled out of its own red velvet case <laughs> with a picture of a dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, say what you will about the Marauders. They, they get the aesthetic. Yeah. They're committed to the look. <laughs> yeah. They, it is a way of life and it is the way of life they have chosen and they are not looking back. Yeah. I admire them. You know, no waffling. Mm-mm. No but scrubs. There is, there is pancaking on the hardtack highway. Oh, so much pancaking. Uh, so yeah, the the windshield of 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 the V eight Interceptor turbo car just evaporates in a hail of tiny glass pellets. Nothing can withstand the fury of the exhaust pipe. Pakushka! <laughs> the windshield cries out in pain and horror as it is destroyed. Ha 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 ha! Wes chuckles at Max. Oh no! Max is suddenly exposed to the elements. His car <laughs> begins depressurizing. Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> his eyes bulging out of his skull. <laughs> and like literally, when Wes hits Max, Max's uh, windshield, Max like totally jerks the wheel like ninety degrees to the side. Just rotating it wildly so his car spins and flips off the road down a ditch into Trouble Canyon. What nobody realizes is, like, the V8 Interceptor is all fine, but Max was in it for the windshield. Once that was gone, he didn't give a shit anymore. Fuck it. That was the R2-D2 astromech in his (laughs) X-Wing. Once that's gone, it's like, yeah, I might as well be just dead in space. Yep. So yeah, he he rip asses off the road, rolls. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, he's all jacked up and he's trying to claw his way out. He's he's doing Mel Gibson hurdy face. Oh, oh, the pain. Oh, just like bloody one of his eyes is closed you know how that happens in movies when someone gets hurt now much like uh his son in the first movie dog was not restrained in this vehicle in <laughs> any way shape or form <laughs> and, point. and 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 it's still okay dog is dogs dogs there with him he's like yeah. don't with... worry max it's gonna be okay we're gonna be fine Wes stands atop the high hill and gestures to his two trusted goons 
to go down and finish the job. These smegma patrollers <laughs> descend the hill and approach Max with their crossbows drawn, when suddenly, from out of the passenger side window, Dog emerges! If you want him, you're going to have to get past me, <laughs> motherfuckers. He says, brandishing his rapier and dagger. <laughs> they quickly accept. <laughs> because they have crossbows. Soup, soup. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And uh, is it, it's, it's, Davy Cockett is, is down there. Oh, he's, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he's the man on the scene because they know that uh, not only is the Interceptor a great vehicle, but it is laden with the sweet, sweet juice of life. It's, it's, it's guzzolined just to the limits. And he's going he's gonna to wrap his lips right around that tank. That tank holds at least 10 gallons. And God knows how many liters that is. <laughs> God ain't telling. So we've got the, the two. We've got Goon 1. He's starting to make his way around a boulder that Mad Max has hidden behind. And, and don't worry, because Mad Max, he's still, he's still got old painless. He's still got two now fully loaded barrels of shotgun fury for whoever comes around the corner. Oh, yeah. And sure enough, this son of a bitch with, with a, a bow and arrow thinks he's going to take out Mad Max. He skins that smoke wagon and just <laughs> just stops caring. Just no, drops it. <laughs> He he has this goon dead to rights and just <laughs> Is that what skinning a smoke wagon is? You just drop your gun? Is you too too weak and confused, dazed from the car accident? It really changes that scene in Tombstone when you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you finish him off, goon number one. Meanwhile, I'm gonna help myself to a little tipple of the old gasoline. Here come the old lips, says Skiz or whatever the speaker of the house is named. He reaches under the car's nutsack to grab his gas tank. And what's, that is a no-no zone. What's this? Oh no, the chewing gum <laughs> adheres to Scraws's. Uh, a uh, one good hand and the gum imbued with an arcane energy uh begins to uh, totally fuse with the flesh and much like an alien symbiote from venom uh String itself through all his tissue and sinews, ripping through his muscle and bone. Ah! The, the animated gum just horribly, nightmarishly takes this man apart, bone by bone, joint by joint, <laughs> seeking a new host now that it's been separated from the vehicle. <sighs> this vessel is too weak, says the gum, and turns its attention to goon number one. Holy shit, he says, <laughs> and the gum forces itself down his esophagus, Prometheus style. <laughs> I seek blood and revenge. <laughs> the gum explodes the man from the inside out. Holy shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wes says. Nothing could survive that. I guess Max is dead. Well, <clears throat> on to my uh, my just rebuking from Lord Humongous. <laughs> and the, and the, 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 the sentient wad of gun splurps off to the sunset. That's a tale for another day. <laughs> mm-hmm, the Gum Chronicles. Uh, Max desperately tries uh, to commune with his car, but alas, he's too disoriented, too wounded for his Navi tentacle to be able <laughs> to fuse the car's gearbox. <clears throat> he is just on the brink of passing out, losing consciousness, when suddenly he sees, what is that, an angel? Is it the Greek goddess Inertia? No! <laughs> it's Gyro Cunt coming down. <laughs> Riding on his Dark Lord Satan. <laughs> For some reason, busting up into Max's business yet again, the gyro captain has followed him and is coming in for a, a MASH-style helicopter rescue. It absolutely is, which is then followed by a MASH-style helicopter, like, uh, a 30-second camera shot. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just Max going over every every scenery they've already used. Yep. All just, three locations. Yeah, all three of them. Hey, you kids have seen MASH, right? <laughs> Nick and Knight, maybe? I can't I say know. shit. I'm, I referenced Elda Barge. I, I I blew my cred with the youth already. Go and blew my cred! <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat! Smash cut to the village, quote-unquote, hospital. <laughs> Mad Max regains consciousness once again. He looks at his bandaged-up torso, and he knows... That he has lost almost everything in this world. His dog, his sweet V8, and now his sentient alien chaotic gum demon that lived on the <laughs> fuel tank of his car. Now, it's important to point out that the, the hospital of this village is just a table they put you on, and you either get up from it or you don't. They're not doing anything. It doubles as the rec room. <laughs> as, long yeah. as, as long as you're not laid out during a big meal, you know, we need it. I call it a hospital for lack of a better word <laughs> to describe something that's basically not even a room because everything is just shanty, shanty, shanty. <laughs> it's just a waiting table. Yeah. Oh, who's this? Why, tis yon pharaoh boy (laughs) (laughs) who who, um, squeaks up to Max with his uh, his leather jerkin and road clothes um, as though he were presenting uh, clothes to a man who didn't have them. Can you tell we've been doing this for a few hours? <laughs> like something that would be what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's got he's he's carefully kept all of Max's uh sweet supple leathers. Uh the feral boy seems to be wearing a hauntingly familiar and new pelt. Mm looks somewhat dog-esque, but there's a lot going on and no one has time to ask him. How dare you? How dare you? 
Max scrumbles outside into the bright daylight and sees the villagers once again in their semicircle pattern of debate. (laughs) And Papagayo, the cock of the walk, is giving an epic speech outlining their escape plan. Max puts a hand... (laughs) Max puts a flat palm on the crown of Feral Boy's head and uses the boy as a human crutch, like leaning his weight into the child who's walking beside him. It's it's not like a, hey, let me rest on your shoulder. It's not like a, hey, let me hold your hand for steadiness. He's just like palming the kid's head like a basketball. <laughs> I, I guarantee you they reshot that with him putting his hand somewhere else that was less awkward. And when they when they finally showed that film, he was shocked to shit to find that they used the head cut. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's weird. I guess it's a post apocalyptic choice. I I like it actually. I think it's funny when people are mean to kids on film, <laughs> on, on film, on film, not in real life. And and honestly, the feral feral child, he's been through worse. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. He's so glad to be involved. This is the closest thing to paternal warmth he's ever experienced. Yeah, he'll take it all day. Sad. Uh, so Papagayu now feels like, ha I have the upper hand in this negotiation mm-hmm. because I still need a, a truck driver, but hmm, you were <laughs> mean to me earlier. Yeah. We're, so basically, Papagayu says <laughs> with a jaunty flip of his hair, um, we're all gonna like leave the village and drive away. And Max, you can like do whatever. You can just stay here, whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> and he, in the Papagayu starts to turn away, and then Max says, "But wait!" And Papagayu turns a little faster than he meant to, giving <laughs> away the game. <laughs> oh, the game's afoot! Says one of the <laughs> college professors. Oi, uh, Rick, and all drive that truck of yours then. Ah, since I'm all messed up, and I'll get uh, probably given first to the gay boy berserkers, then (laughs) to the uh, smegma lads. Lord knows where I'll end up, but uh, I'd rather be driving a truck if it's all the same to you, Papa. (laughs) Now, wait a minute, Papa Gaia says, taking a small sip of his trademark garlic butter. You can't drive anything in that condition that you're in. Uh, you're barely able to walk. What makes you think that you'd be better than me at driving this rig? I'm the best chance you've got. Oh, good point. Okay, you can do it. <laughs> Literally, this is Mad Max's argument. Cannot believe that worked. <laughs> I was running on empty. I did the first thing that came into my head. Nice. Says so one of the snakes who gives Max a high five with his tail. <laughs> All right, freaks, mount up. Hey, I'm not a freak. I'm just eccentric. <laughs>